It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 249 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, December 20th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network where we have team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams. You can check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke, all available on the Locked On NBA and Locked On NFL podcast channels. A uh, really great resource for you to check out a uh, nice local team-focused perspective uh, from some of the best experts going around each team. Um, and if you there's a particular story you're, you're super interested in, make sure you're checking out that corresponding show. Uh, and if you like it, subscribe, rate, and review to it on iTunes. You can do that with us, Locked On Raptors on iTunes. Please leave a rating or review on the iTunes page. Uh, really helps to move us up the rankings, makes us more discoverable. Uh, helps my ego when I see more ratings on there, so that helps too. Um, so please... Uh, if you haven't done it yet, and at 45 people I think have done it on the iTunes page right now, and I'd appreciate every single one of them. If you haven't done it yet, please go to the iTunes page. It takes like two seconds. It's no money. Uh, you don't even have to sign anything up. You just give like an email address uh, and leave a rating or a review, and it's a wonderful thing for you to do. Consider it your Christmas gift to me at this uh, festive time of year. All right, on today's show, I'm joined by our, our buddy Harsh DeVay from La- uh, Raptors HQ and the Defeated Podcast. He's been on the podcast a couple times before. It's been a while since we had him, though. Um, and we had him on after the Raptors beat the Charlotte Hornets 129-111 uh, in a pretty fun blowout where lots of nice things happen for the Raptors and lots of good feelings are coming out of it. Uh, and the Raptors are set up pretty well for the second half of their back-to-back against the Sixers tomorrow. And we also talked about that a bit and sort of how the Raptors will go about guarding, in particular, Ben Simmons, um, who will present a problem. No Joel Embiid for those games, as Woj reported today, um, which is a bummer. Uh, I want to watch Joel Embiid play the Raptors because the Raptors haven't had a hard hard opponent in a while, but, um, you know, I hope Joel Embiid's good and healthy. I'm happy to watch him on Christmas Day if he's going to be available. Um, so, yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Talked about Kyle Lowry's workload and sort of how his role has changed this season and whether or not it's a good or bad thing. So we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that, of course, is Draft. Fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. It's daily fantasy basketball, but not like the other guys. On Draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. 
Here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last minute injuries for you by sending you a little push no push notification. Uh, say someone's a last minute scratch for whatever reason, uh, you get to go in and, and replace them with a player and it's pretty easy. It won't hurt you too much because there's a, a large pool of players. It's usually a small league you're playing in. Uh, so there's usually a pretty good replacement you can throw in there as well. Uh, drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you can play for cold, hard cash. That's right. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everybody. You can play free ones as well. Uh, but though, why not play for money? Because you can uh, you can rack up the money. You can play for $1, 3 bucks, not 5 bucks, 9 bucks, uh, up to hundreds of dollars if you really want to be a high roller. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's no salary caps. You play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long season league. Except if someone gets hurt, you don't worry about it. It's just one night, and it's not going to hamper you too, too much. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or you can play right from your computer at Draft.com, whatever you want. In Canada, uh, if you don't have an iPhone, it's uh, there's no Android app just yet for Draft. Uh, so you have to use Draft.com, but it's a very easy interface for you to check out and work with. Uh, and I think they're working on the app right now, and we'll update as soon as that's ready. Uh, for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code first, and that is the promo code LORAPTORS, as in Locked on Raptors, all one word. That's right, you play a real money game for free just for using my promo code LORAPTORS on your first deposit on Draft, and you can use that promo code every Wednesday. It's Draft Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network, where all the hosts uh, will host leagues uh, with listeners and other hosts, and it's a really good time. Play with David Locke, the head honcho, if you really want to, with Locked On Jazz. Uh, it's a really good time. You can just follow me on there, Locked On Sean. Uh, if you follow me, uh, every Wednesday I'll post a league. Uh, there's a couple guys who have been kind of in there every week with me, and it's been a lot of fun, and I've gotten to go back and forth with them in Twitter DMs and stuff and trash talk a little bit. It's a good time. Uh, I'm very bad at it, so they always take my money. We're playing tonight, actually. I'm recording this in the evening on Wednesday. Uh, let me check what the scores are right now. It's... Uh not going well for me, I don't think. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had a nice game for me, but uh, Paul George hasn't done a whole lot so far in his game uh, for the Thunder against the Jazz. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, it's it's potentially, I still have a chance of winning this. You know, I need probably uh, Kevin Durant to go off tonight, but it's a really good time. I'm winning another league I'm in because it's, uh, you can play multiple drafts and leagues if you want at, at, a, at a time. Um, and I had both Russell Westbrook and James Harden go off for me tonight. Russell Westbrook's having a monster game and it's just three quarters in. This is obviously out of date now, but I'm just kind of telling you how you can just watch the games under unfold as you go uh it's a really good way to sort of keep uh interested in all the games going on on a certain night uh and you can do that every wednesday with uh draft wednesday on the locked on podcast network follow me locked on sean check out the locked on raptors league check out the locked on nba league which always uh just replenishes itself every time it fills up in your main lobby if you use if you follow locked on nba uh it's a really great time and i hope to see you on there on draft all right, let's get to the conversation now with Harsh Devay recapping the game against the Hornets. Uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun conversation with Harsh. Good to have him on again. Back again on Thursday, we're going to do a podcast with Justin Rowan uh, all about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Very little basketball content will be uh, spoken of in this game, in, in this podcast, but uh, it's either going to come out on Friday or Thursday. One of the two, we'll talk about, we'll have another basketball podcast this week as well. I have a lot of Last Jedi takes I want to get off my chest, so does Justin, so we're going to do it in podcast form. I know it's not Raptors related, but hey, there will be four other Raptors related podcasts for you to listen to this week, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll have this one as well, so uh, it'll be a good time. We're not like professional Star Wars fans or anything like that, but I think we have some interesting uh, conversations to have about the movie, which was really good. So if you haven't seen it yet, go see it uh, Wednesday night or Thursday or something and listen to it on Friday. All right, that's going to do it for me. Uh, here's the conversation with our boy Harsh Devay. Enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Cheers. 
All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors to talk about a 129-111 blowout win for the Raptors over the Hornets. Uh, and to maybe tee up the games coming up against Philly over the next couple of days. Uh, his first time on in a while from Raptors HQ from the Defeated Podcast. It's Harsh Tevay. How you doing, man? Yo, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Uh, the Raptors just had like a really fun blowout. Normally, like I'll like nap when a blowout gets like this insane. Um, it didn't really feel close. Like there was never really any risk of it getting closer in the fourth quarter. Aside from like the first two minutes of the fourth quarter, I guess there was like a five-zero run by Malik Monk, and that was about it in terms of like danger for the Raptors in the second half of this one. Um, kind of shut it down in the second quarter and just rolled from there. And, you know, lots of good things to come out of this. I guess Kyle Lowry plays 24 minutes on the first night of a back-to-back. People will probably love that very much. Um, OG Ananobi had a huge game, 6 of 7 from deep. Serge Ibaka looked great after sitting out on Sunday. Uh, DeRozan looked awesome as well. What was your uh, your favorite performance among all the Raptors in this game? Um, Probably probably DeRozan. Yeah? Why is that? Um, I, I mean, I, I've just really enjoyed the fact that one, he's willing to take three pointers. I know that he's not hitting as many as as we'd all like, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's willingly taking them, and he's just so in control of his offense at this point. Like that that eighteen point third quarter, yeah, that was like the quietest eighteen points I've seen somebody put put up um, in quite some time. And you know, I think nobody is more representative of the Raptors' new like offense and new. Um, ball movement philosophy than DeRozan like he had eight assists today and that's despite him shooting 10 of 15 from the field like he had everything going but still the ball was still moving which is important and it's like and it's good to see from DeRozan because I think the Raptors are clearly in a transitional stage where DeRozan carries the offense a lot more than Lowry like Lowry's taken a step back this year Mm -hmm. um so for him to continue to evolve and continue to improve, like that's that only bodes well for their future. So you know, DeRozan's my favorite. Obviously, you could have picked a lot today, like <laughs> like OG or, or Serge Ibaka. There's a lot to pick from, but I'll just go with DeRozan. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to argue with. I mean, he's making the I think kind of the step of his growth that has been most impressive is like he's kind of moved beyond just like driving kick passing like he's got a whole bunch of different array of passes in his toolbox now like the pocket passes to like Jonas on the pick and roll he had the ridiculous behind the back pass to surge for a dunk um he's throwing little skip passes and stuff like that I feel like his like his repertoire of passing has kind of uh taken another level up this season which is pretty awesome to see and it just kind of continues his growth um yeah, the three of four from deep as well. That was impressive. One of them came around a screen, is that if I'm not mistaken, like a pull up off a screen, which is uh, the Kyle Lowry special. So yeah, DeRozan was awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, I've talked about how good DeRozan is on this podcast all season long because he's been amazing. But this is probably, I think, his most in control and just like quietly great night of the season. Probably like he didn't really blow you away with anything aside from maybe that behind the back pass. Like it's just it was like a pretty chill twenty eight and eight. Uh, which I think speaks pretty highly of you know how far he's come. Uh, my favorite performance I think has to be OG though. My God, the dude, he has the weirdest shooting form going. I don't really understand how it goes in all the time, and I, I'm still waiting for it to regress. But like he's almost at 50 percent on the year now from three after going six of seven tonight. He had 20 points. I think that's a career high for him. Uh, four boards, two assists, one steal. Still, he only has one block in the season, which is incredibly bizarre. Uh, locked on Bucks host Frank Madden just tweeted out the numbers. 
uh, in like 858 minutes at uh, Indiana, he hit 27 threes and had 47 blocks. And in like 608 minutes in, in, in the pros, he's at like 40 threes and one block. It's super weird, but uh, yeah, that what a uh, what a game from him. Like, what's are you kind of are you waiting for the bottom to fall out from the three point shot for him, or are you just kind of accepting it as gospel now? I mean, I don't think he's going to shoot like 45 percent. Yeah. Um, from three for the whole year, but I, I don't know, man. I feel like this, there's a lot of crazy shooting going on in the league right now, and yeah. I'm not too sure what to make of it as a whole. Yeah. Um, but I think what we can say definitively is that he, his shot is much further along than we expected. And I think that's necessary for this team. Like we were, I remember coming into the season, everybody was worried understandably that you know, where, where the Raptors are going to find shooting from, you know, they're going to rely so much on Norm Powell to, to improve his shot or CJ Miles is going to have to shoot a lot more than we thought or something like that. And instead they've plugged in OG at the small forward spot in the starting lineup. And, you know, he's provided exactly what they need in terms of, you know, defense, uh, the ability to switch onto bigger guys. Um, and he spaces the floor without actually being high usage. So, Mm -hmm. Um, he's been perfect, man. Like, I, I really don't think the Raptors could ask for anything more than what they've gotten so far. Like, it's been all it's been all gravy, to be honest. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The starting five, the numbers, I don't think they're updated just yet. Um, but the, the numbers for the starting five have got to be insane now because they were killer tonight. Uh, kind of blew it open in the third quarter. And then at the first the first quarter, they were up like 17-10 or something like that before the bench started to filter in and then Things fell off the rails a little, little tiny bit in that at the end of the first quarter there. That was like the only bad stretch of basketball they played the entire night. It was like the four minutes of bench time at the end of the first. But, uh, yeah, the OG thing, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that the, uh, that the starting five is that much better with OG in it as opposed to Norm Powell. And I think a lot of it is probably Ibaka kind of figuring himself out and, um, you know, maybe kind of getting to maybe a level, like, athletically and in terms of where he is. As, as his ability to sort of cover up for Valanciunas' issues. And Valanciunas didn't play much tonight, just 16 minutes. But I think maybe Ibaka just kind of looking more spry and athletic and and more just, like, engaged defensively is probably helping out those numbers just as much as OG would be, if not more. Um, and Serge, again, tonight, like, it's been insane from him of late, too. 24, a season high from him. 11 of 16, his shooting has been just insanely efficient. Five boards, two assists, two blocks. Um, the chase down blocks from him are pretty nuts. He had like four dunks in this game. The first one he had was disgusting. Um, on one of his like classic two-step drives from the the three-point line, which looked like a travel every single time. I swear to God, Serge got away with like seven travels tonight, but that's fine. Um, whatever. There's some chintzy fouls to go another way. Poor Yaka Pertle fouled out. Like took the time machine back to last season. Um, but yeah. Th- we talked about the starting five on yesterday's podcast. We don't need to go too far into it, but like, what do you think is the secret sauce for like why this is all working so well? Well, I think I think as I talked about with with OG, I think that 
I don't want to say it's the defining factor, but it is a factor. The fact that he um, is so low usage and low maintenance on the offensive end where, you know, somebody like Norm Powell and you can kind of see what you can kind of see. Like we've talked, everybody's talked a lot about Norm Powell's struggles lately and he just kind of forces the offense a little bit, Mm -hmm. whereas OG is happy to take a back seat. So I think that's, that's really helped them. And not, not just in terms of, what happens um, in terms of running an offense, but I think even in terms of helping guys find their rhythm, right? Like mm-hmm. where you're not spreading as many shots around, yeah. um, which which really helps. And the other factor I think is uh, is you know tangential to that a little bit is the fact that I think these guys just haven't played together enough until you know now. Like these guys are still building up chemistry. Like this starting lineup again, you know, Lowry only played the final two games of the regular season last year. Um, and then the playoffs, and then this year is basically their first chance to play together after a training camp. So it takes, it can take time with, with such a unique set of skills in a starting lineup. Like mm. Ibaka and Valanciunas are limited players in their own way. So figuring out how to optimize them both can take a little bit of time. And they were both struggling, like to start the season. You know, like they both looked out of sorts. And to me, it's looked like both of them are kind of raising their games together as they get more accustomed to playing together and obviously Lowry's shot came around as well and that that's a big factor as well so I think it's been a bunch of things but definitely I think they look like they're humming on all cylinders right now and it looks and it's pretty cool to see yeah they uh they're playing insanely well right now the Raptors 21-8 now they're one game back of Boston in the lost column I'm not sure what happened in that Boston game tonight um let me try to find the score they're here. losing by 10 oh yeah seven. Color me shocked that the Celtics are losing or are close with a team that they should be much better than. Uh, never <laughs> never seen that before. Um, so, yeah, the Raptors have a chance to pull even tonight if Boston doesn't make a comeback here uh, in the loss column. And obviously the, the wins are much higher for Boston because the game's in hand and whatnot. But the Raptors are taking care of business right now. And, like, I think they're definitely in the conversation for, like, the one-seed race at this point. And to play like this, I mean, they're not going to play this well. Um, because I mean, the Hornets are a special kind of bad. I think right now that like kind of it's conducive to hitting sixteen of thirty-three threes and having everyone having thirty-five assists and having everyone have a good night. Um, but no, it's uh, it's still the Raptors are kind of finding their groove here, and it's pretty awesome to see. Um, was this game more about the Raptors being really good or the Hornets just like kind of sucking a lot of ass? I think. I think it's probably more to do with Charlotte being so bad. Yeah. Like, it it kind of it's it's just it just sucks to watch them, man. Nothing about that team is is exciting right now, and it stinks because you like their point differential is always like indicated that they should be better than they are. Yeah. And that's the case this year too. Like, their, their point differential is minus one point five, but they're eleven and nineteen. <laughs> like, um. And for some reason, the results just don't stack up to that. And I don't know, man. They just suck the life out of a game. Like Dwight Howard and his like plotting post up game. It's just, it's just a lot. Yeah, there was like it's, some nice. There was some nice Dwight Howard buzz at the start of the season. I think like he was playing okay, and they were okay. Um, but then I guess Steve Clifford is out now with his health stuff, and I'm not sure how much of an impact it really has because I don't think that really. I don't think having Steve Clifford makes Michael Kidd Gilchrist not shoot three for ten. Um, and never shoot a three in his life. And I'm not sure having Steve Clifford makes Nick Batum not go over on the night. What 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 kind of stat line is this from Batum? 26 minutes, no points, over one shooting, five assists, two rebounds. Like, 
It's just there's nothing going on with any of these dudes. Like Jeremy Lamb leading the team in shots taken. I mean, he had 32 points on 17 shots. It looked good for him, I guess. But man, like, not what you want to have. They're just they they make me sad. They're, they're, it's a very dire team. Like yeah. it's not it's not exciting to watch. There's no and, future um, prospects really. I guess yeah, I guess Malik it, Monk, but yeah. yeah, there's like Dwayne Bacon or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I just think. The Raptors, this is what they got to do, man. They got to take care of teams that they're better than, and that's why the loss to who did they lose to last week that was super annoying. The Clippers. That's what it was. The well, Clippers. They just and I guess the Clippers care. are. Yeah, I guess the Clippers are kind of feisty, so I guess it's okay. But but you know, in general, the Raptors are a good team, so they'll take care of business. But you know, bad teams they don't really have much to to contend with when it comes to facing us. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, so we can kind of tie the bow on this game. I mean, not much else to really get into. The Raptors played really well. 35 assists, season high. Uh, like four off of the franchise record. I think it's the fourth game with 30-plus assists this year. And it's kind of nice that like getting to 30-plus assists is not like the biggest story of the night anymore. Because um, that would have been pandemonium last season had they, had they ever done that. Um, so let's look ahead to the next couple games against the Sixers. And Joel Embiid's not going to play. Uh, Woj reported today that he's going to be probably resting until the Christmas Day game uh, at the earliest. And that's a bummer because like, I want to see the Raptors play against a team that doesn't suck, first of all. Um, and against you know Joel Embiid. Like, he hasn't played in Toronto yet. He's been healthy for two seasons, sort of, and hasn't played in Toronto yet. Uh, I think he's been healthy for like three or four games coming to Toronto and still it hasn't suited up. So... Um, that's annoying, and it's going to make these games a little bit less compelling because I was kind of excited for these as like a bit of like a test for the Raptors considering the strength of schedule of late. I mean, the Sixers aren't exactly playing super well. Uh, they were 14 and 16 right now. They lost to the Kings last night, but like they're not like they're, they're, I think they're like a, like a stern enough t- challenge that they're not the Hornets or like the Kings, um, and they're not going to be that anymore. So like, what are you expecting from these games? Um, is it kind of a mismatch now without Joel Embiid? Because they're like the Sixers with Embiid are like a 55-win team pace, I think, um, with in terms of their point differential and, and win totals. But without Embiid, like Simmons is great, but there's only so much you can do with first-year Ben Simmons and sort of the the, the complications. And TJ McConnell. Yeah, and TJ McConnell, and sort of the complications <laughs> that come with having Ben Simmons run everything when he can't shoot. Um, I think they'll figure that out, but like it's still a work in progress for them. So, like, what are you thinking from these next two games? Well, um, I can tell you that the Sixers are one have won one of their last eight games. Yeah. So crazy that uh, that over under of like forty one was a little little nuts. A little ambitious, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Sixers when they're when they're healthy, they're they're, they're pretty tough. They're a pretty tough team to 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 face, especially with the size and. You know the skilled young guys that they have, but I think with Embiid out, like I really think the Raptors should win both of them. Like, especially like if tomorrow's back to back was in Philadelphia, like maybe the the Sixers could take advantage of some you know travel issues that the Raptors have or something and take one at home. But 
the game, the first, the back-to-back game is is in Toronto, and I really think the Raptors will take that. This would be an interesting one for like kind of X's and O's wise. How the Raptors will go about guarding Simmons? Like I kind of think we're going to see OG guard him because I mean Lowry is just such a mismatch, um, and you know maybe you could throw Lowry on Redick. Although Redick's been doing a bit more like pick and roll creation this season, which is kind of fun and weird, but. Uh, I feel like Lowry can probably you can hide him there in terms of his size maybe and then have OG just kind of guard Simmons the way he did you know James Harden back a couple months ago the last time the Rockets lost the game um, uh, like what do you did think the Raptors would you... put uh, sorry did the Raptors put Norm on Simmons in the third game of the season I don't even remember that game that game was yeah. that was one of those ones that it was over in like the second quarter too the Raptors have had a lot of those this year where like the blowout doesn't happen late. It's like a blowout from the second quarter on, and it's just kind of nothing. Um, yeah. So I didn't really get much out of that game. Yeah, I guess that was before OG kind of became OG, too. So I, I, I'm fascinated to see how they're going to go about that. Would you throw him on Simmons? Yeah, I think I think that's the easiest matchup to put. Um, just, throw, just throw OG onto Simmons and shuffle the rest of the rotation around. I'm pretty sure the, the Sixers still play with like a tiny guy in the starting lineup. So um, you can still, I, I don't know if I'd call it hiding Lowry on someone, but yeah. you can still put Lowry on somebody more suited to. Yeah, I guess Jared side. Bayless probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're a weird team right now. They're fun though. I like how they're just like, when everyone's healthy, they just kind of go all big and don't care. It's kind of fun. But um, yeah, the OG thing on, because like the OG, if he struggles at anything on defense, it's probably uh, coming off screens and stuff like that and working through screens. And you know, I don't think you want him on Redick, for example, when they're just setting a million pin downs for him. I don't think you want the same with Covington too. They kind of do the same stuff. Um, so yeah, I think Simmons as like a just like a face guarding type thing would be the the best. I'm not sure how much you shut down Simmons anyway because he's kind of just like one of these dudes who it doesn't matter who you put on him. Like kind of like the LeBron thing where it's like, yeah, you can put a guy on him. He's still gonna kind of get where he wants to go and create the offense that way. He just can't shoot though, so that helps matters. I think. Uh, yeah, these should be two wins, I would think. I mean, maybe tomorrow, second night of the back-to-back, whatever. But like, no one really had all that much of a load tonight. Um, OG led the team with 31 minutes. Lowry played 24 of JV 16. DeRozan just 29 for that 28 and 8 too. So I'm not too too concerned about this one either, uh, or these two games either. I want some like good teams, man. <laughs> like I'm sick of this boring ass schedule. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's kind of it's kind of dragging out. Like I yeah. thought we were finally gonna get some good games. Yeah. But the Sixers without Embiid is again pretty dire. Yeah. Um. So like the next compelling game beyond that, I guess, is the Thunder next Wednesday, the twenty seventh. That should be good. And then finally, once we get into the new year, we start getting like the Bucks a couple times in the first week, uh, the Cavs and the Warriors uh, and. In back-to-back games on the 11th and 13th of January, so like it should pick up, and then actually Embiid uh, and the Sixers. Hopefully Embiid's back, or maybe he's out by the season by then. Who the hell knows with him? Uh, but they they play them on the 15th as well, so that'll be a fun week. Uh, Cavs, Warriors, Sixers, and then the Pistons. Like it's about to pick up, and like we'll probably miss these days where these blowout wins were just kind of clockwork for the Raptors when we're stressing over the late game offense regressing against the Spurs, um, but. I don't know. I'm ready for more like intriguing games in which I can take notes beyond the second quarter and actually have things mean something because you know it's a close game and it actually matters. So trust me, you're gonna miss the stress-free life. Honestly, I've been kind of stress-free this entire season, even at the start of the year when there was like the complaints about 
the offense in against like Boston and stuff. Like I've been taking a very stress free approach this season because this entire regular season is it should be fun and stress free. It's about having fun, I think, because ultimately, yeah, you want to get the one seed if you can. But I just I kind of think all of this will come kind of bear out in the playoffs and the early returns are good enough right now on what they're doing that I'm not. Like, I'm reasonably confident that there will be at least some change in how they play come playoff time. Um, so, I don't know. This whole season, this is just like an, an exercise in entertainment for me, to be honest. I'm not stressing too much about each game. I've, like, people who listen to this podcast will know I've gone way less into, like, the X's and O's of, like, how the Raptors are going about their stuff. Uh, because I just feel like it's kind of all irrelevant minutiae at this point. It's kind of a, a big picture, have fun kind of season. Do you kind of agree? Yeah, I mean, there's there's an air of inevitability to what the Raptors are doing and where they're headed. And I think that's kind of the territory that comes with being consistently good year over year. Yeah. Where it's kind of just like, okay, yeah, we know what's we know what's coming until May. Um, <laughs> let's just let's just get through it healthy, which is kind of where we're at, right? Let's get let's get through till April or May healthy and with um, people in rhythm. And that's kind of what we're looking at, and that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Like, yeah. we're talking about hopefully having a starting lineup that's clicking and having a bench unit that we trust, and you know, just everything is gearing up towards games that actually matter. And you know, the Raptors by the end of the season, they'll be what fifty to fifty-five wins, something around, something in that range. Like, mm-hmm. we know what's coming. I think right now they're on pace for sixty. So uh, that's I'm fun. sure when the schedule gets a little tougher, like the pace for the Wins will drop off a little. So. Yeah, they always do for that like January fall off. Um. The annual, the annual Kyle Lowry loses a shot. Uh, <laughs> that that stretch, yeah, that stretch is coming. But hey, superstar Patrick Patterson can't get hurt and derail the season this year. So, listen. I I feel very I feel very split on how I feel about this Kyle Lowry thing. Like he's. His game is clearly so different than it used to be a couple of years ago where, you know, he, he almost, like, can't get to the rim anymore. Yeah. Like, his game is pretty much um, based on well, – his scoring is completely based on his shooting now. And um, I guess he's a better passer than he used to be, but it's it's still very weird to not rely on him to create offense. It's, it's very strange. I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, and, like, I feel like some people will look at his numbers and be like, oh, Lowry's declining, whatever. Like, like he's still Lowry whenever he's on the court. Like, things happen positively when he's out there. Um, so I'm not concerned yeah, about... Can... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying, like, even if he's not the same scorer as he used to be, Lowry always has a positive impact on the on the floor because he knows he always knows where to be he yeah. generally makes a smart play and he's honestly he's smarter than everybody else on the court and he kind of gets by um his physical limitations just based on that yeah and also i think like once things kind of ratchet up a little bit we'll see some more kyle lowry fu games when it's necessary like i'm not sure maybe there's like a coaching maybe the coaches have talked to him about maybe just taking it easier this season i don't know maybe lowry himself has kind of looked at what's happened the last few years with his health come playoff time and like kind of the I think probably incorrect reputation that he has as like a bad playoff player I just think he's been an unhealthy playoff player more than he's been bad um and that's kind of bled into how people view him so maybe he looks at that and is like yeah maybe I should just like let DeMar run the show a little bit more here and I can kind of hang back um I do wish Leighton close games and like there haven't been many examples of this lately because they've been blowing teams out but like, I do wish late in games Lowry would take the reins a little bit more just because, you know, especially when, like, Fred Van Vliet's out there, 
I'd rather Kyle uh, be creating stuff as opposed to Fred. Like Kyle's great off ball. He's also great with the ball in his hands uh, because he is a great passer, great shooter. Uh, I still think he can get to the rim. I just don't think he's been trying to as much, and I think that might be like a calculated decision. And I think we'll probably see in higher leverage games maybe he will like kind of ratchet that up. Maybe that's me being hopeful, and maybe maybe like not accepting that this might just be who he is now. But um, he's still every bit the crazy effective player and like the all star player that he's been the last few years. He's just I think a little bit more reserved. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like we don't we don't know the inner workings of what he's been told to do. And there was a lot of talk earlier in the season about him, you know, um, not sniping at the media, but at least at least talking about the evolution of his role and and what he's expected to do this year. So maybe that's maybe that's what's changed. But in general, I think over the last month and a half, he's kind of back, back to being old Kyle Lowry, and that's you know that's important for the Raptors. Um, he doesn't have to be exactly the same player when he's not the exact same player and that might be just because he's reining himself in but the fact is that when he's on the court he's always having a positive impact yeah for sure man um, I think that'll do it thank you for, for coming on to talk about a fun blowout like this is the kind of blowout that it, like kind of adds some light to the season like we talked about how much it's been a drag lately but like watching OG go 6 or 7 from deep was a blast and uh and making fun of the Denver Nuggets for not taking him uh, or trading out of the pick. To, uh, I don't know. I, I like getting jokes off about teams that didn't take OG because, my God, a lot of teams are probably uh, regretting that at this point. And then, yeah, the surge, Duncan and stuff, like that's cool. DeRozan throwing cool passes. Siakam running all over the damn court. It's all good times. Um, so thanks for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug right now? Uh, nothing to plug. Just check out uh, my podcast that I do with a couple of my friends. It's called The Defeated. Um, I'm sure some of the listeners of this podcast listen to that as well. But um, any new ones, any new listeners are welcome. Yeah, listen to Defeated. It's really, really good. Um, you guys need to do more episodes. Uh... Yeah, honestly, we've been slacking on that a little bit this year. Um, it's been it's been a weird year. <laughs> Give me more free content, Harsh. Come on. I know. It's a thing, man. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just hard to... To commit to making free content. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. All right, man. Uh, we'll hopefully do this again soon. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Follow the show Locked On Raptors. Leave ratings, leave reviews, all that good stuff. Check out the Locked On Raptors Advent Calendar at LockedOnRaptors.com today. I wrote about Delon Wright. Uh, he uh, and his chances of maybe getting a five by five one day is uh, I kind of shoehorned it in as a theme, but whatever. That's what I'm doing this entire month with the with the advent calendar. So make sure you're checking it out. Uh, only a few days left with that, so if you want to get caught up before the final four days, uh, please go to LockedOnRaptors.com. Um, we will be back again tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a special episode. Actually, I'm going to be doing an episode with Justin Rowan, all about the Last Jedi. We're not going to really talk about basketball at all. Um, because why would we do that on a game day? Uh, that probably will come out Friday, actually. But uh, last Jedi episode will come out next uh, the next couple days, and uh, that'll be fun. And this was fun too. Harsh, thanks for coming on, man. And we'll talk to you guys next time with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Cheers. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.